0: to me, is I I didn't come out here to build my business. I come out here to, to, just to share passion about helping men become better and help them to redefine winning, what what winning should be like in our eyes as far as what it is. And it's not win, wins and losses, it's stepping up and just showing up. And that's a big deal for, for us. So. Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Scott again on another episode of the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. I've got with me today uh, my friend Jason Barron, and Jason is uh, a many a man of many talents. We've been connected actually through the fitness world, so we'll probably talk a little bit about fitness. But he's really kind of digging into um, some really cool coaching stuff. And then we are both really passionate about some things with uh, the way that we live in our world, the way we interact with our world. Yeah. Uh, we also share a lot of uh, activities in common. So I'm excited to get this conversation going. But first, make sure if you're a listener of the podcast, you all actually are plugged in either Instagram or Facebook, the Brotherhood of Fatherhood. And uh, you can go find me too. I'm Scott Ramage. And that's pretty simple to find me. It's two M's, by the way. And if you see anything about Bison or buffaloes, you know you're in the right place. It's a fascination of mine for a very apparent reason. With all of that, Jason, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, brother. How are you doing today, man?
0: I'm doing good. A little allergies, but I'm doing good. Excited to be oh. here.
1: So, where are you look, where are you located?
0: Uh, I live in Akron, Ohio.
1: Okay. And are do you have like a bad allergy season there?
0: Uh, yes and no, but this year has been has been tough for me, but. Um... Um it's hit me the last couple of days. I'm like, of all weeks to hit, I'm doing this yeah. podcast and then it hits. So yeah. I may sound a little funky, but we're here.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it happens. Uh and of course, you know, podcast picks up all of the voice things. So you just gotta deal with it as a listener. I I, you, I don't know life, if you've ever listened you listen to a lot of yeah, listen to a lot of podcasts, and it's just like you're always hearing everybody breathing. You're hearing them I mean, everything. <laughs> so it's just like it's just it's just real. Who cares? So uh so yeah, we were kind of introduced in the Kind of fit fitness world, crossing paths. I mean, I know yeah. you met my business partner, uh, Josh Price, through Will Hurst, through fitness stuff. And, um,
0: and yeah, we got a lot of I, things I that I we've crossed paths we over the years, dude. Well, we, uh, uh, level method, dude. You're the one who got me level in the level method. method back in the, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like years back, three years, four four years? Um,
0: no, it was after COVID. So we jumped in after COVID oh, was as kind it? of a launch point. Okay. So it was two years ago. Um, Okay. And then friends of friends. And then a lot of things matched up the whole six degrees of separation thing.
1: Yeah. Well, you started interacting in the brotherhood group too, and doing some posts. And um, I loved it because you sent me, there was this time when you sent me a post and you're like, Hey, or a a link, um, I'd like to put this in there. And of course, I watched it. I'm like, heck yeah, it's right up the alley of what I, and, and you know, I, I I really appreciate that because some guys will just throw stuff in there like, whoa, 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 whoa wait, wait. <laughs> wait I, I I sometimes feel like a never-ending moderator pulling stuff out or or in, uh, feedback. So I, I really appreciate it when someone says, hey, can I throw something up there? But that spoke to my mind. I, I can't quite remember what it was about right now. I should have gone back and reviewed it. It was It was a video. Do you remember what I'm talking about?
0: I do. I wanna say it's probably either a Jordan Peterson thing or it wasn't Jordan. Yeah. Um yeah. a couple of guys that I follow that uh that I like as far as my inputs to kinda of keep my perspective right. Um Oh you no know what it was, dude? It was it was uh it was two pastors talking about uh Oh, man. It was good, though. <laughs> it left an impression. really good. I remember I
1: thought this might <laughs> rub some guys ago. wrong, but I was like, if it rubs them wrong, like, like fine, maybe it'll make them think. And I, I you know, uh, that's that's really the goal is to make guys think. So your dad, your dad, your husband, yeah. what, tell us yes. a little bit about your family.
0: I've uh, been married for 15 years. I got four beautiful girls. I'm a, I'm a girl dad for sure, and uh, we kept trying for the boy, but we made girls, so it is what it is, but they're uh, 13, um, actually 14, 12, 7, and 4, so we're pretty spread out, but it's a busy life, man. Um, I own and operate my that own gym and doing life. that for about 10 years now, and I've been training for 20, so I've been in this fitness industry since out of college, and I love it, man. I love what I do. I love uh, the people I get to help. And um, yeah. recently, more so, kind of really getting into the uh, into the parents, into the fathers, into you know my my lane, my bread and butter, the things that I deal with, the things that I face, things that I struggle with. And much like you, I mean, um, we even dress the same, dude. It's freaking awesome. But like our perspective, our passion <laughs> <laughs> is to help men live better. You know, to do this yeah. thing better, and that's kind of where I'm at right now.
1: That's yeah. That's that's awesome. I I I follow you know what you write and I pay attention. I'm like yeah, that's awesome. That feels like it came right out of my head. I just wasn't as eloquent as putting it out on on paper or on <laughs> on the computer or whatever. We all have our moments, right? Like when we we're feeling something. And then recently, you're going. You you are a level one and coach, which correct. I've gone through as well. Um, yeah. I actually got shut down on level two because I got COVID and it, it, and I just it just crushed me and we were launching our business and i'm like i can't i can't finish i can't finish this in good faith i got through so far but uh boy i bet how was your journey in that so if you guys don't know you probably don't uh it's story work so it's it's basically a a a way for you each person and for guys like us that went through it to help other people go through some of their history Kind of what's kind of plugging yeah. up their head what's really getting them thinking maybe incorrectly and there's just so many stories that we've lived and we've kind of rewritten them our own way or we wrote them wrong in our brain the own wrong way I'm, you can you can correct me you're fresher on this and and revisiting a lot of the things that really are holding us back and rewriting those stories and i'll tell you what jason like for me I had so much breakthrough after going through that coaching course. Like it was insane.
0: Yeah, it was, it was really good. Actually the, the journey for me actually started with COVID man, like going through as a business owner, like everyone else did um, just surviving it and getting through it and just kind of coming out of that with a lot of uh, anxiety, a lot of stress and started doing Mm -hmm. really deep diving into storytelling and um, the story that um, we live, the stories that we're telling about ourselves. And that concept was a, it came out of COVID. I started diving into it, started doing some men's groups on it, kind of started leading it. And then through different podcasts I listened to, stumbled across the EnLyptid program um, and Mark Ingram and what he was doing. I'm like, this is exactly what I've been doing, but just, you know, the professional version of it, you know, someone who's a little more skilled right. in it and words matter. And I've always believed that. I've always believed that words matter in mean, the power of life and death is found in the, in the words that we use. And here's a system that we can use now to help people understand that process that you and I, we all, we are living out the story that we're telling ourselves. We're always talking to ourselves all the time, whether we want to admit it or not. Like we're always constantly talking to ourselves, but what is that saying? And then for me as a CrossFit guy and as a coach, I'm like, I would have like, it started with this, it started with what are like the elite coaches doing with like the CrossFit games athletes like the top of the spear what are they doing and what can i take from them to help everyday folks i you know like you and me like moms and dads you know what what does it make some athletes that we remember um The Olympians of our past growing up, people that we remember name-wise, what did they do differently than the people they competed against? Because they're all doing the same stuff training-wise. Like, they're not doing some magical workout that no one else is doing. Like, what separates them sets them apart, and it comes down to uh, language. It comes down to the Mm -hmm. mental perspective and the mental game that they're applying. So that kind of really got me into this path of looking at, well, how can I help someone, you know, with this mental conditioning aspect, um, this power of words. And then I, I, found the Enlifter program and it was a really good program and it helped me, um, for the first time in my life, Scott, I was going through anxiety, um, bouts last year and I attribute to wow. what do you want to call it PTSD, but I think I, I, I attribute to going through the COVID stuff and surviving that and having both pride and guilt that I survived when other people. Gyms like me, or gyms who I consider better than me, didn't get through it. Uh, but I was wake up in the middle of the night having anxiety attacks, and I'm like, I've never been through this. This is not who wow. I am. And so that was pr- a couple months prior to the program. You're like, you know what? If I'm if I'm gonna help people, like I gotta be real about what I'm dealing with, and how do I, you know, rewrite my story? How do I fix what I'm going through? And how do I then help people do the same? and it 's helped me tons in that process, so yeah, I just finished that about two months ago um, it 's about I think a twelve week course um, Yes, yeah. it was worth every penny that i that I did and it 's given me more ammunition to help you know I call it real folks, but you know non like competitive professional athlete folks you know get through life better and change their perspective
1: and that's that 's the truth you know it 's not even something I really thought about until recently is that these people who we look up to by default in our society who are you know mega athletes or they're really good at something we all gloss over the fact that they have really great coaches typically and they're not just coaches for their physical well-being or their acting or whatever it is why do we look up to these people like some of them are complete dummies but some of them you're like wow how in the world did this person like they're There's so much knowledge coming out. It's because they do stuff like this. They go through that coaching. They pay the price. They have constant mentoring. They have constant people working with them with story work or or really like forming those stories in their head and the words that they're saying to themselves. We just take it for granted. Wow, that person's really talented. They just came out of the womb. Knowing how to do everything. Everyone knows
0: Michael Phelps, right? Like they just think that he was just naturally gifted. No, he actually worked at this stuff. He worked at all the problems that could come up. They actually had a plan for all the 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 problems. And his his mental conditioning training, his mental training was is what made him a name that we're always going to remember. Not just the the physical training and the nutrition stuff, which all those guys were doing the same stuff. So just that kind of was really inquisitive for me. I really started digging upon that as far as what can I do as a coach mm-hmm. to help people better. And I love it, man. This is this is fun stuff for me. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I just, every day, every single day, I recognize new patterns that I was able to get over through that process. Like just a fear-based stuff and how I like, Frame myself as a victim, as opposed to like I made this choice. It doesn't define me. I think that's one of the biggest things I took away was like my issues don't define me, ongoing and past. Like I've been mulling around this post for a while, so it's it's all fresh in my brain. But uh, I am not my issues. Like that's a story I've told myself for years. Like you know I was taken advantage of in this situation, so now I'm a victim. Like, no, no, that was circumstantial and that doesn't define who I am. And I think there's so much freedom on there. I, but I also believe, I know from the inner depths of my heart that 99.99% of the population really struggles with the wrong stories and the wrong words they're telling themselves. Yeah. And, um, and that's why I really love uh, like what you're doing. And I loved going through that process myself. I remember talking to Mark and he's like, well, you should do it. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to coach it. He's like, don't, you don't understand, like you should do this. And so I just took him at his, on his word. And I went through that, that enlifted coaching certification. And, um, and now I just tell people all about it. I'm like, you either need to find a coach or you need to go do it yourself. If you want to do, if you want to, if you want to help other people. And I think for me in the brotherhood, you know, there's enough connection there with enough men, I can do it in an unofficial capacity to a very, very surface level, that hopefully gets somebody to a deep level. But, man, I remember I'd never experienced a panic attack or an anxiety attack. And I was in – this was COVID, of course, um, late COVID. I was flying, and I was in a plane, and I was watching a movie, and a fight scene came on. I don't have a problem with fight scenes. It's like whatever. It's like, you know, I, like, all of a sudden – and maybe yours are different, but I all of a sudden – like, I noticed sweat had dripped down on the tray in front of me. I'm like, what in the world? I reached up. And I don't have a lot of hair, but my <laughs> hair was soaking wet. My shirt was wet from like in a V shape. And um, I all of a sudden, I couldn't breathe. Oh, what is going on? It was the yeah. most bizarre thing. And I went. I went immediately into some breathing because I had been practicing breathing. I'm like, I got to get this under control. I don't, I don't want people to think I'm like I have COVID because that's kind of right. <laughs> right. everything going on. And I'm, I'm literally visibly soaked. It was the weirdest thing. And I got up and I walked as discreetly and as quickly to the restroom as I could and like splash water on my face and sat back down and was sitting there going, what in the world just happened? I'm like, I just had like an anxiety attack. And it, you know, my heart was just. Going off the charts, I can but it hit me so fast I didn't even know what was going on, um, and and I think
0: I think it's more common. I, than, that's not. I think it's more that? common than most of us really, you know. Believe. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think a lot yeah. of men go through this, and what what I find is that you will probably experience the same thing because I'm surrounded by women all the times. That women are more uh, open to engage in language and communication and sharing of quote, unquote, their feelings. And that's not what this is to me. Like what I was attracted to was to your point, the breathing thing, let's take that for example. Mm -hmm. Um, Navy SEALs do this like Navy SEALs do box breathing. So the guys that in literally life and death moments who are responsible for that, their own lives, but the lives of their teams, they do breath work in the midst of this to do what? Will it taught to dial down emotion so intelligence can go up.
1: This episode of the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast is brought to you by Direct Hemp. Direct Hemp are the CBD experts who stand behind all of their products, their providers, and all of the great science behind new innovations in the space. So I've been using some of their products, uh, specifically Charlotte's Web Sleep Gummies. This is a hemp extract infused gummy with melatonin. And I'll tell you what, my wife and I have both experienced amazing results from using these sleep gummies. We're sleeping better. We're waking up more refreshed. We're falling asleep faster. We're getting more REM sleep. I really pay attention to my sleep analytics. I have several apps and devices that actually record how well my sleep is. And these things make a massive difference. And why do I care? Because sleep improves good sleep, improves judgment, recovery. It reduces stress. It reduces inflammation. It improves memory and aids in weight loss, among other things. And these are all scientifically backed facts. So you need to be getting better sleep. And the best place to get your sleep products is through Direct Hemp. So check out the show notes. There will be a link to get 15% off. Use the coupon code BROTHERHOOD. And you'll be on your way to better sleep with great tasting, very effective gummies, as well as hundreds of other brands and companies or uh, products that you will enjoy.
0: Like that is a real thing for them. So I'm like, all right, well, if the best of the best of us are doing it, then there's there's room for me to learn from it and grow from it. Because typically, um, I'm a typical guy, like breathwork, here we go, yoga. Like it's just for women. I'm not going to do that stuff. You know, like <laughs> we have this natural like resistance to... This you know feelings and whatever you want to call it too, but what I found is that man, if if the if these high competitive athletes are doing it, I'm watching a lot of these videos from Kobe Bryant. Man, they're still on my Instagram feed, and all the work that it takes, and his dedication to the process, and his perspective on what made him great was his appreciation for um, understanding language and emotions. Now, men we're just as emotional as women, but we do it differently. And so I think a lot of men, and now what, as a gym owner, like the face to face with people, we're, I'm seeing that more and more and more of people we're dealing with stress and anxiety more than anything else. People might label it as, Hey, I want to get in a better shape or my weights up. i want to lose some weight. But the underlying cause and underlying thing that people want to change right now is, Hey, we're still freaking stressed out as a society, man. We're still like, we got this anxiety piece. So what for me is, what pieces can I help people with and give tangible, tactical things in the moment to help dial down the anxiety? So, and it for me was a big piece of that, to have a to have a framework. We do this thing called the four-step stories, where we kind of just write out your story and breathe through it and walk through it. Um, and to me, like, there's some real strong, tangible things. Like, for me, I didn't say have the, the sweats when I hit my anxiety, but it was... It always seemed the same time when i'm going to bed when my mind's kind of relaxed all of a sudden like heartbeat goes through the roof and everything in my life that i love is going to i'm going to lose like all of it i am lose my house lose my business with my wife like everything just started building up pressure my mind started racing you get that tunnel vision it's all you focus in on that i used to get out of bed come downstairs turn on espn in the middle of the night just to change my scenario but I always would do this before that and lift the program before any kind of like coaching, I would always say, dude, this is not who I am. This is not who I am. And I I'd, I I'd freaking yell that at myself until I got out, changed the room, changed what I was doing and that helped. But the breath work is something I've always been doing because as coaches, we get that we get exposed to different training techniques and the breath work is something that I've always had prior to it. And it's funny how, like, I tell guys on that, and they kind of roll their eyes. They go, no, listen, like, no, Navy SEALs do this crap, dude. Like, they mm-hmm. they appreciate and see the the value of breath work because of what it does. And then you start going into the parasympathetic and the flight and flight. You kind of explain it, and they go, okay, that makes sense. But I think what I, what I'm finding is that until you and I, as men, are ready to admit that this is where I'm at, you know what? I, I maybe I do have, call it a problem. Call it things I need to work on. Here's an area that I can improve upon. I like that perspective better because I like words. Here's an area that I can improve upon. Opportunity for me to get better. Until we get to that point, you know, it's it comes in one ear and out the, out the other. There's no like real, you know, rubber hit the road movement on this thing. But there is there is a there is tons that we can do as men to become better and here's one thing that a phrase that i recently have learned in one of the audio books and things that i that i i do a lot of, a lot of reading on this topic of men and a couple books that i love it um it takes what it takes trevor moad russell wilson's men, mental mindset coach love his stuff his dad like the guru of all the mental conditioning stuff that we go through work for nasa so read his book recommend that highly um the men that we need is one that i'm risen to now and he says in them that men are created to be protectors protectors of the garden so we wherever we go we are our job our responsibility is to provide protection and safety for those around us well i can't do that if i'm like we're going through these problems if i'm having right. this anxiety or stress and i'm dealing with some stuff how do i do what i'm created to do better if i'm stuck in in my lane so that's kind of like like a day to day, week to week thing. That's my battle. That's, I take that fight on. I love that. I love working with men to do that and to, here's how, here's your sword and here's how you should use it. And here's how we can improve it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of really, I've really taken on the, um, (laughs) love them or hate them, which I actually really like Jordan Peterson, but because he, he speaks some truths that are just men really need to hear. And I don't, I don't know if you listen to the, um, the slaying dragons, uh, monsters. He has a series and man, I just I, most really, of the stuff I, really I
0: find on Facebook. His, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Uh, he's a, he's in guy on the bush, dude. He gets right at it.
1: Yeah. Oh, the dragon slaying, man. My wife was listening to me with that and she really took to that. And so I'm like, I'm going to play this up all, all I can because I, like, I love that you slay <laughs> dragons for us. And so I'm like, Man, you know, and that's, I think if the most guys would actually just listen to their wives and have a real honest conversation, they might not want to admit that they are the protector or that they have, you know, yeah. but man, when you really dig into it, that is something very important for him, for her, my wife. And I think for most women is that she feels safe and protected. And here we are experiencing these things. Mine come in the morning. First thing when i get up i'm like oh my gosh this isn't going to work and uh you know i get that tunnel i like like, (laughs) and i just go in this spin i'm very fortunate that it happens first thing in the morning because i have developed my routines around attacking that from like every angle possible for me every anybody who listens knows i get up i read my affirmations my short-term my long-term goals i read the bible and then i get out and i do a walk where all I'm doing is, for me, gratitude and prayer and devotional. Yeah. And it's like my brain, my brain just whoop, goes into another level, and I'm starting the day. I start the day. Almost every single day, I'm woken up with a fear, an unrealistic fear. Or even at that point, I've learned this thing where I write that fear out. If I'm not breaking it by that mid-morning that I've kind of gone through that whole process, I'll write out like, okay, my, my business is going to fold. You know, this is real, you, yeah. you, you know, what if everybody leaves tomorrow, you know, on a, on a subscription-based business, you worry about that stuff. What if yeah. all my employees just say, have a coup no. and say, you know, see you later. That stuff is real to me. So I'll write it out. Business fails tomorrow. What's the worst thing that can happen? Well, I don't have income. Okay. Then what? Well, I can borrow for a bit. Okay. Then what? Well, I'll eventually pay it off. Okay. So what's the big deal? Like, you know, yeah. I write that like the worst case scenario down. I'm like, well, I mean, even if I, I have it, my brain immediately goes to, oh yeah, I can stand up another business in a, in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah. I could go get a job here or there. And your brain, my brain automatically starts to go to the solutions and like, okay, well that fear's stupid because it, it doesn't really matter. I'll kick back. Sure. There's a little setback, but, um, I feel fortunate because they hit me in the morning. It sucks. But, you know, just hearing you talk, I'm like, okay, yeah, I am experiencing these little, I don't know if they're panic attack or anxiety attacks almost every morning where these little things come up. But I have these tools, yeah. like – and box breathing is huge for me. It's a great transitional tool as well. But, I mean, it's like do not feed your mind that vitamin. That is a deadly vitamin.
0: <laughs> so Here's my perspective on it because I think this is real for a lot of people is that – What if your brain is healing? So it's interesting that, you know, when we do it. So it's believed that we have two main access points to our subconscious. So our subconscious is where the story lies that we tell ourselves. So picture it as you're the narrator and uh, the author of your story and also the main character. You play all three parts. There's two times of the day that we actually have access to our subconscious as last thing at night and the first thing in the morning so it's interesting that most people have maybe maybe this is my point on it maybe we're trying to heal ourselves or when the mind's the most quiet i also believe that i've been i've learned this that there's a belief that left without direction or focus our minds will naturally gravitate towards worry because it's an element of either control over life or just how we're, we're wired or natured as people to protect, you know, just against, you know, die, death and dying and being attacked. So whatever. Um, so we have this natural tendency to, if I'm not focused to, to gravitate towards worry, but then the last thing at night and the first thing in the morning is the two times that we actually can access, have access to the subconscious. So we actually use this. So, um, Benjamin Hardy is the guy that I follow. He, he does this, this trick that we put in all our programs. Um, we, we call it the bookends of the day. We do our three wins. So you do three wins in the evening. What three things did you do today that you're proud of on purpose? And then you share them with someone. And what I learned from that in Lifted program is don't call it journaling because journaling's permanent. Call it drafting. Drafting takes on a whole different element and perspective in our head. Same thing with your stories. Your stories is drafted. It's not... It's not set in stone, so we can change it. We can manipulate it. We can change it, you know, what's going on. But last thing at night, you do three wins, all right? It could be more at the night. All the things that I accomplished today that I'm proud of that I did, but at least three, all right? Then also you share, what are three things I want to do tomorrow? What three things do I want to accomplish tomorrow? Not more than three, because more than three, you have none. So it can be one, two, or three things at night. What am I want to do tomorrow? You write those down. You draft those. You go to bed that drafting, that process, whatever you do the last half hour of your day imprints on your personality. And that was, man, that was really key for me. I learned that. I go, man, that's, that's a powerful thing. Then what's the last thing that most people do during their day? They're going to be there on social media or watching TV. And what do most men do when they watch TV movies or typically news? So I learned then from Trevor Moad, that meant mindset coach to Russell Wilson, and, oh, by the way, all the national champions, Clemson, uh, Georgia. He worked with all these high professional athletes and programs. He did the mindset coaching for them so that they would become champions. So this guy knows his stuff. He says, um, oh, the allergies, I lost my train of thought. Three wins in the last day, write them down. Where was I going, Scott? I had it, man.
1: I don't know. It was so good. I was like, three I was wins. actually taking three notes. Three wins.
0: <laughs> More than three wins. We have nothing. Oh, it was beautiful. Stop doing dumb stuff is what Trevor Moell typically says. So anyways, mm-hmm. I'll come back to it. It'll, it'll come back to me. We do this in our programs. Literally, I have everyone in our, any nutrition program, any betterment program. We have them do the three wins at night, three wins in the morning, draft it. And then that imprinting thing happens while we sleep wake up the next day and whether someone like you who just spend some time in the morning when our brain power is at this highest, we let what comes out of that, what happens out of that drafting process of me focusing in on the wins. So three wins tomorrow and that's it. What do I want to accomplish? And what this, what I found is it's a way for me to rewrite and rewire that storyteller that's in my head, whether you picture Morgan Freeman or whatever is telling your story, like there's ways that we can tactically go in and reward it so that I have movement in my life towards living a better future. I'm a big believer in this piece. I believe that what are we chasing? So I'm gonna go on a tangent here. So cut me off if you have to. Um, here's some things. I don't believe in setting goals in the sense that When we set a goal, even when we write it down or or establish it, we have a dopamine hit from it, okay? So look at, like, tactical places, how we operate as people. If I write out a goal, there's already an element of dopamine hit that I've accomplished it just by writing it out. So what I try to do in my understanding of words matter, I'm like, all right, instead of saying what goals do you want, who am I trying to become? So, what person are you trying to become? So, this again, another principle from Benjamin Hardy. I give him the credit. Um, he says personalities should not come from who we've been. Our personalities right. should come from who we're trying to become. Most people don't do that. Why? Because I do this stuff, and I wasn't doing it. Like I've I spent my life studying this stuff, how to help people, and I wasn't understanding doing this stuff. So, I guarantee the average Joe is not spending time thinking about. Man, what do I want to become? Who am I trying to be? Ultimately, I've learned this—you know, twenty, twenty-five years ago. You, will, you are today who you wanted to be. So, I'm the problems and the successes and where I'm at in life is what, my, what that was in my head. That was the clear destination in my head. Well, let's just simply spend some time, maybe redefining where you, that should be for you. Where, what man are you trying? to become? What are you chasing? And in in that is going to be found some answers, and then we can do some deep dive as far as doing that. But this idea of mental conditioning and mental work is a key missing element for tons of men. I don't care what industry you're in. I don't care how successful you're in. Doing the work matters. And what I learned then, my last point from Kobe Bryant and all his videos, he says, listen, winning you can put success to that. Winning doesn't care. Winning doesn't care how much effort you put in, how much work you did, how bad you want it. I was watching, uh, oh, the whole run derby a couple weeks ago. And the guy who won is like, I, you know, I deserve this. I put so much work into it. And the guy's like 23, 22 years of age. I'm like, dude, everyone says that we've worked so hard. And like, it's winning is not based on um, this is Michael Jordan's trainer. Uh, I want to say Tim Floyd. That might not be his name. Uh, but he says this, and he wrote a book on winning. Winning doesn't owe you anything, okay? So, in Kobe Bryant's messages, he always says, "Listen, I gotta wake up tomorrow and do the same stuff regardless, whether I win or lose. I still have to wake up tomorrow and do the journey. I have to do the work, no matter what. I have to show up and do the work. Now, there's other things that outside of my control that may dictate whether I win or not win. You know, doesn't bat- matter upon my passions or my desire for. Winning or success, whatever my thing is, the work has to be there regardless. So I'm like, all right, we got to do the work. I got to show up, do the work. And you, and what I love about the things that you've created and put out for this brotherhood is, hey, there's a lot of things that we. Here's the work that we should be doing, man. Here's the things that you and I should be doing daily, in order to have a have a ticket into the game of having a chance to win. And regardless of our feelings, regardless of the outcome of that day, wake up tomorrow do it better. Face the storm. I, I love that, that into the storm mantra because it's facing the storm versus running away from it. And, but a lot of men, I think, don't understand the, the things that we see, Scott, in the sense of how to be successful with life's challenges because no one taught them. They didn't have a mentor or a coach or a father figure telling you this is how you become a better man. This is how we do it. It's left up to other influences that have pulled them into hey if i don't get my way right away i'm going to throw a fit like a 2 year old stop my feet and then go do something else like so i've been really grateful ever since covid really been pressed on i what am i doing here what can i what's how can i increase my impact on society and my legacy of people around me and it's and i've been doing nutrition and coaching and training for 20 plus years and it it's still part of the work it has to be there it's part of the ingredients but where the rubber hits the road right now I'm telling you man is this thing about anxiety and stress and it comes down to identity of not knowing who they're who they are and always looking to your point looking upon my past experiences I'm leaving it up to that to define me versus no 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 Let's look at f- a forward projection of who you're trying to become. Because if you keep looking backwards, you're always going to be there. You're always going to be stuck in that zone of re- recycling what you've always been because you're having that as your destination in, in the forefront of your mind. So long-winded, but that to me, it, it it speaks to, I think, a lot of things that the work that you and Josh have done in the brotherhood, What um, why I got pulled into, why I love it is this desire to, Hey, let's be real men. Here's the challenges we, we face. Here's what we should be doing. And if you're not doing it, dude, buck up, man, let's go and do the work and stop relying upon your feelings to guide you on this stuff.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, there's so much,
0: <laughs> so much there. I know
1: <laughs> there's so much there. And I look through the lens of social media, through the lens of observation. I, ob- I observe the men, I would say it's it's it, it don't no one take this weird. It's an obsession. Like I'm out in public and I'm watching how men are responding to their family. I'm watching how men are responding to their wives. I'm watching how they're responding to the stimulus around them yeah. and how they carry themselves. And I'm I'm like we are men are failing. And I, it's this this over, over, overarching thing. And I have had situations where I've been in actual physical groups with other couples and I can't stay in there. I'm like, honey, these men have no folk, they, they, they just have no intention of moving themselves into a better place. I want to be around them and influence them. And they're just like, you know, in the clouds, like just yeah. absolutely in the clouds. Just going I think through life. Just, yeah, that represents yeah. 90% of the men right now. And um I told my wife actually redefined this. And I think I said this in the last podcast. She redefined it. She said, hey, I went to the, the post office today. And I was looking around and there's a lot of guys in there, but there weren't any men in there. And she goes, Thank <sighs> you for being a man. And I think my wife isn't she's very, very driven. She's very professionally driven. She's self motivated you know, she would be the first one early on in our marriage. I don't need him. I love him. I need him, but I don't need him, you know, as a protector. And now she's like, we're missing men in this world. Guys are everywhere. Men are very sparse. And I think that's true. I I like the perspective that you
0: said there, because I think as guys, we're always, women have always been a part of our life, you know, like the traction of a woman we want. And I've learned recently that a better way to define the lens that they see us through and the lens they see us through is through the lens of safety and protection. So it doesn't matter how big your biceps are, how big your bank account is. If you have a six pack or you're overweight, it doesn't matter too much as them because they're, are they viewing you through the lens of protection and safety? If they are, you can be who you are. That's why I always see like Mm -hmm. the supermodels with the guys who are like, how the heck did he get her? because they, that guy provides the safety and the protection for that woman in a very honest and real way. So I love that, dude, because I think it's, we if we can gain that perspective as men, oh, it changes the game. It changes how I'm trying, like how I even interact with my own wife. What what does she need from me? She needs me to do this, this, and this. She needs me to protect and serve and, and, and keep her safe. Well, how does that work? Well, that works with me doing the thing that she asked me to do. Hey, can you go out and, you know, pick up the hose for me? There's an element of safety and protection there because if I'm not willing to do the small things for her, will I be for her in the big things? That's a part of how women perspective on things. Now, where we look at women, are they attractive? Are they smart? We have other things that we look at from our end to women as far as our attraction, but their attraction to us is found in that element of protection and service. And I I don't think guys get it. I, I really don't, you know, and here's why, here's, here's my truth. I think because you look at, look at news, news media, social media, and then even into music, that stuff is based upon creating fear. Like, so we, I teach this, I'd say, Hey, there's three things that we can, there's three currencies that we live on. Money obviously is the, is one clearly we know that, but the other two currencies that we live on is attention and energy. So what we see a lot of times now, it, I think COVID kind of pulled it out or maybe highlight. I think it's always been there, but um, mental currency, mental fatigue, decision fatigue. We get this a lot now. And, um, but so, in social media, news media, they're predicated upon fear. They're predicated upon your buying your attention and I can get your attention if I make you afraid. And that's what it is. And it goes into both camps. If you're a Republican, you're going to watch Republican stuff. It's going to make you fearful. Democrat, you're going to watch Democrat. It's designed by nature to do this. So, this is what Trevor Mawad, his dad was the king of mental conditioning. So, this guy put his stuff to his test. Here's the guy who is hired and paid thousands upon dollars to help national champions and national winners to do what they need to do. So, he goes, All right, put your stuff to the test. Here's a guy who knows it. He's the, he's the genius in it. And he did for 30 days the opposite of what he taught. So we, he ate fast food, which we know is, is empty. He watched news media, social media, and he listened to country music. I don't know why country music is up there, but I think typical country music, maybe it's changed a little bit, but it's more about like I lost my wife, my, you know, I lost my dog, mm-hmm. I lost my truck, blah, blah, blah. So he did that for every day cons- consistently, listened to hard rock, yelling like he didn't last a month. Here's a guy who lives this stuff, who teaches it, who knows it better than anybody. He didn't last a month doing the things that most people do daily, right? So the last thing we mostly do in the evening, we watch, we scroll social media or we watch the news or we're putting something into us that is going to create fear and anxiety. Well, we wonder why we're freaking, we're freaking out and we have all this stress and anxiety because that's what we're putting in. You know, when we get this, when it comes to people who exercise, we get this when it comes to like eating better right? So yeah, fast food or processed food is crap. It's not going to give you the same amount of intake as a good protein, a good, you know, vegetable kind of thing. Great. But what I find is that what most men struggle with is maybe because of fear of emotion, whatever you want to call it. Typically we're, we're fearful of emotion or having emotions what are showing being, see, being seen as weak. We feel that showing emotion is a sign of weakness. No, dude. Like understand, like, There's work that we can do to make you more mentally tough. I wear this grit hat on purpose. I had it made because grit means something to a lot of men. And to your point, men who want to live better, men who care about who they are and becoming better, grit is a part of the character makeup of men like that. Grit tells me I need to work on what's coming into my body, not just some nutritional, what I'm eating, but what am I'm letting in from a from a mental perspective, because it's costing me my three currencies, my money, my time and my effort. It's robbing me of those things. If I'm not paying attention to it, why would I not want to do it? Again, I go back to professional athletes who their careers depend upon performance. What are they doing to heighten and sharpen their performance from guys who just play in the NBA to a Kobe Bryant? It's the work that he did and the diligence and the care he took on what he was thinking about and how he viewed fear and anxiety and stress and success. He did work on his mental game, not just simply going in the gym and shooting a thousand shots or relying upon his athleticism. So it's caring. I think maybe that's the kind of the crux of today's call. Do you care? about who you are and do you care about getting better because if you don't okay then you don't great Well, wish you luck but if you do hey man there's some things that we can do to really better ourselves and create a future that's bright and hopeful and something we look forward to which dude a lot of people struggle with hope and a better tomorrow because we've been conditioned through the government, news media, this fear-based stuff that we're exposed to—Covid went wild with it. To your point, like we, we're still nervous about coughing in public, like because no, no, I'm good. i'm good. Like so that that element of fear is still over everybody because of the unknown and things were changing and you know unbeknownst to us, kind of thing. So I think you're nailing it, dude. I think we're right on point with this process of fear and anxiety and what men are trying and should become in our lives.
1: Yeah, the other angle well, you, you may have hit on this is what I would call apathy, and you kind of hit on it earlier. These guys just—they just—they're living numb. There's, I would say, there's a high percentage of men living numb. And when I talk about like, you know, do do this to have a better life, do this to have a better marriage, do this to have a better, you know, family life, they're they don't. It, it is falling on deaf ears, and I yeah. think. Um, there's just so much happening right now for numbing. And another thing you hit the nail on the head on is nutrition and what you're feeding your mind. You, you've got, I mean, the, the media purge is so incredibly important because if you just take an audit, take an audit one day, watch your news, but with a pad of paper, write down the number of stories that are positive and give you encouragement and the number of stories that are twisted towards negativity and giving you fear. Yeah. Is this one fueling me or is it is it designed to cause fear? So large a percent of that is fear. In fact, I'd say on most of them, it's hundred percent. So like I'm always into this, do an audit. You don't have to believe anything I say. Just take one day and do an audit on how you feel after social media. Do an audit on how you feel after you do um, the media. Do an audit on how you feel on X, Y, and Z, if it's not largely in favor of moving the needle in terms of your positivity, the way you're fueling your mind, dump it. And I, I have spent, some people don't know this. I'm on, I'm on Facebook. I respond all the time, Instagram. Um, I, but I have systems for those. I'm not just willy nilly. And the thing is, is like, for me, I've curated those. I like Facebook. The only people I see only thing I see is folks like you or someone who's putting out something that's like, hey, let's think about this. And they have these just, it's all positive or growth mindset. So you can actually be engaged in those. You know, a lot of people cut it out totally. And I'm like, well, it's an incredible tool. And I'm connecting with a lot of men through the brotherhood. And I'm not giving that up, but there's ways to control your environment that will actually move you in the right direction. And then you'll start to see and you'll start to identify all the things that you and I are talking about and we're striving so hard for. And, you know, it's why with Brotherhood, I'm actually really focused in on events because I'm, I'm like, even if I can get a guy in front of me or in front of the right people and surrounded right, with the right people, we can make a big, big difference and, and they will snap and see like, whoa, eyes open. What do these guys have that's different than what I have? Like, why are they so enamored with their wives? Because guys, I hate to tell you, we have the same issues in our marriage that you do. We just handle them completely differently. Uh Um, And, and, you know, that's meant no judgment to anybody. The only person who can judge you is you and your God. I mean, it's like, really listen and and pay attention to what's going on and and understand the deeper emotions going on. I mean, I could go on and on. I'm just so driven to like that snap that, you know, I call it a Mack truck moment. The moment you get smacked by something huge, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. I, I had that in my life. I'm so thankful that I had that moment where I got hit by that Mack truck and I'm looking around going, what have I been doing? I mean, I am not a man. I'm not providing for my family's emotional needs, for their you know, spiritual needs. I'm just working. I'm so blessed that I had that happen to me. And that's the drive here because it, I want every guy to get hit upside the head with reality. There's so much more for you. And guys like you- I agree you, with like,
0: I think it's, I call it this like the matrix, dude. Like you're, you, see, you see all the ones and zeros now. Actually how things are working and how things yeah. are guided. I think you're- to your point, dude, I love this. Like, if men can just wake up and be men, and for some reason we face it, I know you do, like society is not in favor of that, but we still need it. It's still there. Like real men to stand up and just be men. Now, what does that mean? A strong man, this is where I love Jordan Peterson when I got pulled into him. He says, he has this perspective of, I want a guy who's able to, to kill but restrains from it versus a guy who's restrained but couldn't do it a dangerous man he calls it that to me is a warrior the warrior called the warrior spirit in all of us this desire to slay dragons to fight for the people around you like are you just existing and that to me is like I had those questions I'm like what is my impact at the end of the day, am I just kind of going through life? Where'd the last ten years go? What have I done in the last five years? How do my kids think about me? What do they say to like other parents and other kids about who I am and what I'm doing with them? Like, it's just what is my impact? What what's my legacy that I'm going to leave? All right, well, if that's the case, crap. I'm 42. I feel like I've wasted all this. I'm gonna get on it, and I'm gonna make sure that my impact is felt by people around me. And regardless, not not say perfectly or you know it's just an effort is what is needed and to me that that's exciting in the sense that that can be there for men if they want to see it if they care about that process so what I learned then through that and lifted program is that's part of the the victim mindset the victim mindset Mm -hmm. says that um, it's all happening to me and I have no choice that's a that's a lie and when what I have I don't have any anxiety attacks anymore because of the Unlifted program we went through this process remember the billy stories this process of identifying yep. your worst case scenario and writing it down and this writing it down kind of airs it out and gives it some space and it's that whole thing of like a concert in your face versus just turning it down and placing it over here so my fear my anxieties I think should should still be there. It keeps us honest and fresh in life. We, there is a f- real fear of my kids going across the street and getting hit by a car. I have to be consciously minded of that when they're out playing. But I'm not putting up, you know, bubble fences and like putting them on leashes. It's no fear is a good thing to keep us sharp and focused. But it, if it is left unbridled or undealt with, it can consume us. To, that's the only story that you hear is the fear version of you versus, let's say, the warrior version or the hopeful version of you. It's not about rainbows and butterflies. I hope the listeners are not hearing that. It's not, that's not what we're saying. Like, real life is dirty. So there's a verse in Scripture. There's two verses in Scripture that I don't know why they stick off to me. They always have. Number one is there's a story of a, um, an old guy who saves a city from a conquering army. But no one remembers him because he's poor. Mm-hmm. So look at money differently. Your money is ability to have an impact and influence, not for uh, consumption, not for having things. So you the victim mindset can save a city, but no one remembers you because you think you're Eeyore, you know, and you're you're you don't leave that impact. So I've always for some reason, that verse has always stuck out to me like what money can and should be used for is to the impact it has on the, the world around us. The second verse is this kind of, this also will help, can help women and wives, but um a clean, no oxen, there's a clean trough. But to have a great harvest, you need strong oxen. And the point of it is, you could have a spotless house. I could have a spotless car with no crumbs and no spilled juices and stuff on my seats, but that means I'm sacrificing having kids, right? Kids are amazing. They're going to leave a trail behind them. I could have a clean house. I could have a spotless uniform, but that means I'm not getting in the game. And I'm like, man, that's so profound. Like life should be messy and us men should be willing to stand up and go into the mystery into the unknown, maybe not knowing what to do, but I'm a show up, I'm a stand up, and I'm gonna go through this thing. I may be dirty on the outside, but I was, at least I lived life. At least I was a part of this thing, versus, yeah, I could be unscathed, and have no issues, and have no bad memories, and not be stabbed in the back by best friends, or you know, they're, they're splitting from your business partner, all that stuff that we go through wouldn't exist if we're not pursuing greatness. It's the cost of living a great life. I to want to be an all-star in my sport. I have to get dirty, or I can have a great clean uniform, but I'm watching from the sidelines. And that verse has really helped kind of guide my perspective on you know what where I should giving my talents and my efforts and my energies, and not caring so much about the thing, trying to control everything and you know, my kids making messes and different things, but it's about, well, let's teach them how to live life. Let's teach them how to do this better because maybe they don't know. Maybe you and I guys don't know. We're going to leave some collateral damage, but Hey, we can do it better. But at least we're in the game, living the real life, you know, face to face.
1: Yeah. Uh, my buddy Aaron and I were on the last podcast talking about rites of passage and, he actually has written curriculum for rites of passage for certain aids for parents to do with their kids, which I think is phenomenal because me, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like maybe we <laughs> need to, you know, and he's actually written the curriculum. He's going to be at the big event. If you're listening to this now, it probably is like next week, but <laughs> yeah. um, and he's, and he's going to be talking about that. But what really hit me was the thing like, these are really hard things they're doing. He said, and they can fail. And they have to keep they can then they can come back and practice and work and train to 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 succeed and i started thinking about this one i'm a huge believer in that kids need to fail they need to fail to learn they need to see us failing and learning from the failure so one thing that came like this this thing that while you were talking kind of came to mind the other thing is is this looks different for all of you and so i want to i want to paint a little picture here through a story that just happened we have a guy in the brotherhood who's an ex-marine i believe uh built a business had a great thing going covid hit and he's down on his luck so he moves in with i believe his mother there's can't his wife is in recession from cancer he's got kids i have been in contact with this guy for two years since the brotherhood began and um so what does he do he's got this toxic place that he's living. Cause there's zero money. He's got zero money. He, he, and his wife both went and got jobs, but they're waiting to get paid. They just relocated. They're waiting to get paid. So what would be the normal man response, current man response to do live in this hellhole that's nice and comfortable and free. But be mentally anguished and have the, the, the pain and suffering of someone super negative in your life and your kid's life. He says, no, I'm not even getting paid for another week for my first job. I have a good job. My wife has a good job. I'm out of the house. He took his young, young family with nowhere to stay and went into a, hotel, a, a pay-by-day hotel. Now, we might see that as failure. I see that as victory because he's saying to, my fa- to his family, I will not stand for a negative environment. I will not stand for toxic, toxicity. We will live together on the side of the street. I will keep you safe, but I am not putting you through that. So I want you to reframe what you think, you know, fighting the fight for your family is, because it's not always going and learning jiu-jitsu and shooting firearms and these things. I would highly uh, suggest those things because they kind of tap into an internal, like, primitive thing that we have that I think really moves you in the right direction. But guys don't think that it's all about, you know, you have to be successful to, to meet these, these things that are moving you in the right direction. This guy, what he did, he took a failure and he's like, but I am not going to let that drag my family down, even if we're living in the worst of situations. And, um, I just think there's so much to learn from that because it's so simple. For guys to hear you and me jason we own businesses where we have time to talk in the middle of the day you know we're not working for somebody else yeah but you guys you know you have time to spend on this you can pay for a program that you can get trained that's an excuse and there's guys out there crushing it with zero resources and guess what they're gonna have resources so I just I want to tell that story because I don't want anybody making those excuses because if Nick can do what he did and and get through and he's getting through he doesn't even get paid till next Friday or this Friday. That's Nice,
0: kudos to him. Yeah. That's awesome, dude.
1: But 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 on the other end, he's got a, an army of men behind him because he's tapped in for two years to the Brotherhood and he's been <laughs> messaging guys he gets and it. he's been he yeah. gets it. So gets what it. has he done? He's built an army of men behind him. He didn't even know would come to the table when it was time to come to the table because he just like puts it out there. Hey guys, this is what I'm going through. And then I'm getting messages message from him and other guys and you know, and people are going to take care of people. But when you step up like a man, when you step into that, what, what Jason is talking about here, there's a whole new level of thing that can happen in your life. And um, I just want that for every guy no matter where think, you're at. no matter what me, your history is.
0: To me, what you, what you just said, Scott, that maybe, that's the, maybe that's the essence of it. Maybe the essence of it is man's job is to step into the unknown, not a, not a female's job. I'm not, discard, you know, not putting down them because they're, they're equally as awesome as we are, but maybe our job as men is to do exactly what you just said, to step up into the unknown and to use the thing that I know you use and I use it a lot, it's like the, the whole bison thing of walking into the storm, facing the storm, getting through it. Maybe that's the essence of what a man should do. And look at, he did, he protected his family. He was a protector of his garden. And he understood that environment matters more so than anything else.
1: This episode is brought to you by Dapper Guru. Dapper Guru are men products that help you look good while conquering the world. Let's face it, gentlemen, we should not be using our wife's soaps and oils and such. We should smell like men and use products developed specifically for men. My friend at Dapper Guru, Robert created these products. He tests these products. He is the real deal. This is a veteran owned, veteran supported company. And the cool thing is, is if you go to that webpage and put in the code brotherhood, you will get 10% off all of your purchases. I use the products. My son uses the products. Josh uses the products you should be using the products. That's Dapper Guru. Check out the link in the podcast notes. Go place an order, place a small order, check it out, uh, and you will know why we use these products.
0: Growth mindset matters more so than anything else to me. And I really hold true to that, that my season right now, I'm a dad. I get X number of years to shape and form my kids' character, how they'll respond in life, their ability to be successful, I'm responsible for obviously my wife too, but um, for men, my season is that. So I will make sacrifices because that's the higher priority. I'm not going to necessarily travel a thousand weekends a year because my job is my kids. My job is to relish in being a dad and relish in those interactions and to spend time fostering and caring for them. The season will change when they're gone. And then maybe I can do things that maybe I care more about and do a job that I care more about or, you know, X, Y, Z. But look at, then that story speaks, maybe that's the kind of the, the climax of this of this podcast, Scott, was look what he did. He protected his family. Words matter. And his season right now is his kids. So I'm going to do whatever I can to protect them and give them the life that they need. To me, that's that's no better example of, Man stepping up into the unknown, into the mysterious, into the dark, and facing whatever is going to face. But <laughs> no man is an army. you got to surround yourself with people who are like-minded because you're going to be like them. And maybe if he didn't have us, then he wouldn't have been mentally as strong to make those decisions that ultimately going to put him in a better life. So like, yeah. your brotherhood matters, who you're around and who you're, who you're letting in.
1: Well, it's it's really uh, encouraging. You know, you don't know what is falling. He, I just do, do want to say he he reached out to me. Even I think it was today, and he's like, "Look, I want to give back already." He's like, "I I, I want to give back," and I'm like, "No, this is your your season for receiving. Receiving is really hard. This is your yeah. season for receive for receiving. Anybody who helped you in whatever way they helped you are." just in a different stage right now there's going to be a stage in your life as a man where you are the giver for someone else to receive and i said that's not today that is not this week it's not this month so it might be 30 years from now and i think that's one thing that we have put away our pride and i'm not saying he was prideful he just has that heart i want to give back already um you know is there another man who needs help or whatever it is i'm like just take care of your family but this is the big thing is for men to be in a place where they can receive when they need to receive and give when they need to give. That's a real man. That's a real man. I talk a lot about vulnerability, the, the, the growth that happens through vulnerability, the masculinity that actually can come through yeah. vulnerability. Just and, being um, honest.
0: I think yeah. vulnerability is just being honest with yourself and your current situation. That, that to me is what vulnerable yeah. means. I'm just honest. Hey, I'm feeling good. Like
1: yeah, Absolutely. Wow. Um, I really appreciate your, your viewpoint into a lot of these things. Uh, it's been, it's been a blast <laughs> talking to you. Yeah, sure. We
0: can, we can talk all day in this stuff, but I, I, I <laughs> yeah. want to leave with this guy if I could, like, Please. I always do this on, on on these conversations to leave some tangible, like I, right, you can do this right now and start making mm-hmm. an impact. Number one would be those, the three win thing, the bookends. So the last part of the day, um, all the clients I work with, they're required to do this. They send me a text. What's my wins for today? What's my wins for tomorrow? That impact, that will shift you. That will literally imprint on your personality, hopefulness, gratitude, and growth, which to me, what we need, we get in trouble as men when we're not doing those things when we're not growing mm-hmm. and having an attitude like that gratitude piece of it. Like we get in trouble real quick when we're not doing that. So that'd be the first thing is just to implement the three-win system because you can do it in a moment. You can do it right now, but the piece of it as at night matters because of that imprinting on the personality. The second thing is um, self-evaluate. Let's say, let's say that, Scott. Let's say, hey, take some inventory on am I a person willing to grow or am I clinging to that victim mindset that I don't have choice that it's happening to me because the reality is, we have only things we can control is our attitude and our effort. So literally what I teach my kids, my clients, but I teach my kids the same thing. The only thing you can control is your attitude and your effort to things. Every, literally everything else is outside of your control, meaning you can't control it. It's going to happen. So am I a person that's going to make excuses and victims is happening to me and I have no choice and I'm going to complain about it? Or am I a person that causes movement, that just steps up and well, how can I make this better? We are designed to solve problems as men. Are we doing that? So the wins and then self-inventory on, hey, am I a person that is victim or am I a growth mindset individual? And I think only, you know, the person you can answer that for yourself on who you are. It will be found, though, in language, whether the language you're telling yourself or the language you're speaking out loud. It's going to be found in your language, what kind of person you are, what kind of man you're, you're trying to become.
1: Yeah. So the, um, the three wins at night, I've been doing that. It's incredible. And then I, I phrase it a little differently. I say, okay, what are the, the top, my top priorities tomorrow that I'm going to crush? It's very, I mean, it's the same outcome, right? But I know for, it, for, I do it in an app on my phone because it pops up every day and it's like, oh, this is what you need to do. But I know the power of written word so i i've made a decision and i hope some of you will just kind of grasp a hold of what this list jason gave because it's phenomenal i hope you will just take action and do it like right now like just literally so i've already taken a note i'm going to get a piece of paper or a pad of paper and that's going to be beside my bed because i think that imprinting writing those things down is really huge i type them which i think is okay but i really kind of like i like to put my phone away before bed so I, I want to yeah. move that a little later in the night, and I think paper and pens is the way to do that. So I really appreciate that, brother. Um, we'll able, people can find you on on our show notes, but you know you're Jason Barron, by the way. You guys, it's super easy to spell. It's the way it sounds. You're in Ohio. You have CrossFit Intent, which yeah. I know is a phenomenal facility. And man, if you want mental or mental help, if you want story work, <laughs> help, anything that yeah, I can Jason call has, help, yeah, 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 it, yeah. It, Jason is, has. In, it, like it's touched you. You, you really should reach out to him. I know the impact that this man, I know the tools that this man has I put into his this life and those are the people that we've got to latch onto. In fact, you all need to know, I'm begging Jason to make a way to come to the big event because I want to surround myself and other men with people like Jason. That is in, so incredibly important to me. These aren't people you just find anywhere. And so, that, for me, it's the intentionality of doing things so I know I can get in an area and spend some fun time, some hard time, some real time with men who are going to, you know, light my wick and help me grow. And so, um,
0: yeah, man, doing you the work. Yeah,
1: yeah, if you haven't done that and you're feeling like I don't think I measure up, this is this is the final thing I'm going to say because I've had men reach out to me. I am scared to death to come to that event. And hey guys i'll tell you what i've never rolled jujitsu i'm scared I, I got injuries up the wazoo i'm gonna do it i'm i am scared to death about that but that's the positions we need to put ourselves in because we come out victorious even if we fail even if i fail at brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, i've won because i've stepped into that ring or that mat i've done something that scares me and i've done it with men who are going to challenge me and are going to hold me to the fire and it doesn't matter whether I'm good at it or not. It's just the matters that I'm doing it. And that's yeah. what I want for every man. So if you are, find yourself an excuse, get your butt into an event, we're going to have more of them and we're going to make them more accessible, more affordable. But this one, I intentionally made it hard. I intentionally made it expensive because I want to deliver a ridiculous, ridiculous uh, experience for men. Every penny's going back into everybody coming. But be watching because this is, This is the movement getting people like Jason and me in your circle, getting people like that are on this podcast, like Aaron Guyette and Matt Chenard. And I mean, all these guys get Josh and all these guys surrounded by you. And all we're going to do is go up together. Jason, thank you so
0: much for coming on today. Dude, Scott's been a blast, dude. I love it, man. Thank you very much. And I'll give you a there's a link that people can get a hold of me with. We'll put in the show notes as far as a, an outreach yes. kind of thing. But um end of the day, if it's just a conversation, if it's just a, you know, feedback, um to me is honestly I didn't come out here to build my business. I come out here to, to just to share passion about helping men become better and helping to redefine winning. What what winning should be yeah. like in our eyes as far as what it is. And it's not win, wins and losses, it's stepping up and just showing up and that's a big deal for for us. So thanks, brother. Love it. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you do that thing. I say every time, go uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast because that's how we get more men into this thing. And then if you're in the Brotherhood of Fatherhood group, good for you. If you're not, join. Hey, I'm going to put this announcement out there. We're going to be doing something different so we can take you out of Facebook if you don't want to be in there. And more intentionally actually see stuff instead of having to live with Facebook's algorithm. So that's my promise to you. It's just going to take some time for us to get that nailed down. So be watching for that. I'm really excited. And uh, you guys just go and crush it today.
0: Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, the Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from the Brotherhood of Fatherhood.